0: We are back to that time of year where there are all the things to do. When it comes to trying to find time to be with your people, in this instance, your kids, on purpose, it feels really hard. And sometimes it feels like there's not a way. Today's guest and I talk really practically as well as honestly about our own experiences about finding time to parent and how to mindfully be aware of what's getting in your way as you try to engage intentionally, whether it's guilt or overwhelm or busyness that doesn't need to be there. This episode is essential in that I know many of you crave a connected relationship with your kids and yet you get to the end of the day and you go did did I do it today? Did I find the time? And you're just not sure. So get set to hear from our guest Rachel Bailey and eyes discussion as we talk about finding more time to parent. This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the everyday mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, welcome to The Everyday Mind. I am so excited to have you here today.
1: I'm excited to be here.
0: Awesome. So, will you tell our audience a little bit about who you are, who you love, who you're passionate about in your day-to-day life, and yeah, just anything that anyone might want to know about you?
1: Okay, well, that's that's pretty broad, but I will tell you. Okay, so first of all, I'm a mom. That's the most important thing. I have two um, little girls that I'm raising right now, who are six and almost nine years old. And in addition to being a mom, I feel like I have a third child, which is my business, helping parents sort of raise children who are responsible and really resilient and feel good about themselves. That's really what I'm focusing on with parents. But in addition to that, I'm really um, focused on helping parents get out of their own way almost by dealing with their busyness, their overwhelm, their stress because I have found working with parents over the past decade that when we're in a good place, parenting is just so much easier. So that's what I spend a lot of my energy on.
0: That is awesome. So tell me this. So people meet you and they hear that you work with parents that are kind of getting in their own way. They're feeling busy. They're feeling stressed. If people could see inside your everyday mind and kind of your own battle or dialogue maybe with your thoughts and your patterns what would be what would people be surprised to notice was kind of inside your mind and your beliefs and your pace
1: Probably the thing that they'd be most surprised about is that I talk about parenting for a living and I really teach respect-based strategies and I talk a lot about staying calm and regulating your emotions, but I am not that person naturally at all. Mm-hmm. I am very reactive. I have been, I think, since the day I was born. I am. I don't like chaos. I don't like loud noises. So I don't really, I'm not a naturally calm or emotionally regulated person myself. So I talk about it a lot, but that doesn't mean that that comes naturally to me. And in fact, a lot of the parenting strategies I teach assume that other parents aren't as well. And how do you sort of get around that?
0: Hmm. So I think when any of us that are parents hear terms like not being reactive and not and being kind of losing chaos and all of that, we can feel a lot of shame and guilt. And so one, I think it's helpful for them to know that that's something you and I or so many of us deal with. It's not something you're alone in. But secondly, something that stood out to me is, is I guess I'm curious when you say reactive or you say kind of chaotic, Can you describe for me what that looks like, what that feels like, and how someone might know that that's where they're parenting from?
1: Yeah. So something as simple as my husband makes fun of me about this all the time, because something could like spill or fall over. And my initial reaction is like, "Ah!" like I jump and I make a big deal out of nothing. And he'll look and he'll realize I had this big reaction, but it was nothing. Mm. It also translates to my children, when they have big emotions, because I do feel things mm-hmm. really strongly, I'm incredibly, if I let myself be, or if I'm not conscious about it, I react to their emotions. And when they have big emotions, I almost jump into that emotional chaos stew with them until mm-hmm. I really am able to take a step back and almost undo my natural reaction.
0: Hmm. So if someone is kind of recognizing, as they sit here and listen right now, and they're saying, oh gosh, yeah, I react really big. Like, I maybe when my kids are screaming or yelling, like, I'm feeling all the feelings and I'm overwhelmed by them. What, as you've kind of walked through this journey, not only with other people, but daily walk through this journey with yourself, how do you recommend people starting?
1: Um, well, the first place, I mean, this is so cliche, but the first place is recognizing that. And the second, place that I always go when I'm in this space and the parents, I tell the parents that I work with is to see, to to check in with yourself because we Mm -hmm. tend to be more reactive when we're not in a good place. Mm -hmm. And I, I think our behavior as parents has way more to do with how we are doing inside than what our kids are doing. So if we find ourselves particularly reacting, I always suggest that we look at our own lives. Are we feeling overwhelmed? Are we feeling disconnected? Are we feeling like mm-hmm. um, we don't matter? People are taking advantage of us because that will lead to even more reactivity and that we can be calmer and more patient when we're in a good place.
0: So you know, as parents or as people or as business owners, because I think I love that you described kind of that this, yes, you do this with parents, but also I can hear that this happens kind of in all the places you live and work. So if someone is kind of just naturally feeling all those feelings and they are there and they're like, okay, I know that there's a problem And I even know that maybe I'm feeling a lot and I just feel pressure all the time. But wouldn't you too? Because I have to go to work. I have to run the side hustle. I have to take the kids to soccer and then to Boy Scouts. And I don't like there's just no other options. I'm doing the best I can. What now?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. First simplest place to go is to brain dump.
0: To get mm-hmm. all of this
1: out of your mm-hmm. brain and onto paper. Yes. Because I feel like we have so much mental clutter, especially whoever is sort of, we this phrase has been going around lately, the default parent, the parent who's sort of organizing everything for their kids and their house. Mm-hmm. We have so much on our minds that that mental clutter, our, our brains are not meant to hold things. They're meant to mm-hmm. process information. They're not meant to hold hold information. So brain dump. And then putting together some systems and strategies, and this is a lot of what I do with parents who are busy mm-hmm. and overwhelmed, mm-hmm. which is pretty much all of us, is yes. to put together strategies so that we are in charge of those events instead of them being in charge of us, so that we are in charge of our tasks instead of our tasks being in charge of us.
0: I like doing this in my personal life, but for anyone that maybe doesn't do that, mm-hmm. what what does that mean? Like, yeah. what what does that look like? So if someone... I don't know, maybe talk about something you've decluttered or a strategy you've worked through.
1: Yeah, for sure. So for me, my my personal life, I pretty much, I feel like is pretty much under control. We're not, we don't do that much as a family. My kids aren't enrolled in too many activities.
0: Mm-hmm. It's my
1: business that tends to provide all the mental clutter for me. So I've absolutely done this even recently where I have dumped everything out of my head onto mm-hmm. paper and really looked at what, what can I do? You know, right now, if something comes at me, if someone calls me or asks me something and I'm responding to it, that's my calendar controlling me. Versus what I started doing probably about a year and a half ago is put is I decide what my week looks like and I decide the time blocks when I'm actually going to return people's calls or when mm-hmm. I'm going to get on social media or when yeah. I'm going to. I have set specific times on my schedule so that I'm deciding when I do things rather than Just jumping because someone wants me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think anyone that's a regular listener to the podcast will definitely know that. That's something that like I've gone on a journey towards. I think as someone that um, had a really unfortunate relationship with scheduling, I went through life for a long time believing that if I was a scheduled person or business owner or parent that I had to be rigid which is incredibly untrue. And so in the last several years, I've gone through this journey where I recognize that because I was trying to be loosey-goosey, as my husband puts it, skipping through wild wildflowers. Mm -hmm. And as you may be guessing, he loves schedules. And so I was like, no, schedules will control me if I have one. And what I recognize is that when I didn't have it it was when the schedule and when everything in life controlled me and it felt so awful. Yes. So I think how we think about scheduling and the perspective we have on it really impacts how we do it, right? There's you-
1: no question. And I started this journey working with someone because I was having problem managing my time. And mm-hmm. she basically said to me something that just really hit home, which was that if you have a time management problem, it's actually a mindset problem mm-hmm. and a problem with prioritization. That's all time management is. We all have the same number of hours in the day. Mm-hmm. And when we think about time as we never have enough of it, we're always going to feel behind. But when we realize we actually have charge, we can take charge of our time. And that mm-hmm. doesn't always mean scheduling like linearly, because I was an ADHD coach mm-hmm. for many years early in my career. And, you know, people with ADHD have a little bit more of a spatial awareness mm-hmm. and a creative side. I didn't always do linear, you know, nine thirty to 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock to 10 30 calendars mm-hmm. with them. Those calendars and schedules often looked very different, way more colorful than mine, way more laid out than mine. Mine's in blocks and squares, theirs weren't. So schedules really are meant to fit you Mm. and most people can find one that helps them feel more in control of their time
0: Mm -hmm. yeah or like a combination of things like I know I've mentioned in the podcast before and I definitely will be doing like an episode on this but like the idea of like Yeah, finding the schedule that works for you. So, like, I love pretty things and I don't love messes on my schedule. So, I recognized that I was not using a daily planner because if I would plan something and it would change, I would have to cross it out. And that made me really feel yucky. And so, I'd cross it out, but I never put anything more on that page because I didn't like how it looked. So, for me, A digital planner works better because I can erase and it still looks nice and it still aesthetically pleases me, which means I regularly use it way more with consistency.
1: That's such a good point. And I think that's why I love coaching people to help them exactly to the point where you've you've, Mm -hmm. you are now. What is it that works for you? And how can we be creative and find figure out how your mind works? Now we can find a strategy that works for you. It's not always the sort of traditional um, schedulers that we think of. I totally Mm -hmm. agree. That's great.
0: Yeah. So I loved when you said the whole idea that like a time management isn't necessarily just about time management and that it's a mindset problem. And so I wanted to kind of explore that a little bit more with you because I think that obviously is something you probably face often in the work you do with busy and overwhelmed parents. So what are some of the common like two or three mindset kind of issues that might be coming up if someone is sitting here listening today and they're like, I cannot get everything done. It's just not possible.
1: Yes. So the first and probably what is obvious to other, to people as they say it is this idea that I am so busy. And busyness is, you know, you've heard this before. I hear this all the time. It's like a badge of honor these days. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I think it's a badge of honor. I think we all genuinely believe we're busy. But I also mm-hmm. think busyness is relative. So mm-hmm. a lot of, I think that's one of the time, the, the mindset issues you need to recognize is that busy is what we consider busy and that for mm-hmm. some people busy could be, I have three things on my schedule. For some, it could be, I have 15 things on my schedule. For some, it could be, I never sleep. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's all relative. Mm-hmm. And how we interpret time makes time our friend or our enemy. So that's the the first part. But what I see, and I think most people, once once I talk to them, recognize, is that we make so many decisions on our schedule based on avoiding discomfort. Hmm. For example, if we want to set boundaries with our child and we say, well, I don't really want to read a third or fourth bedtime story because I'm tired. I want time to myself. But we read that third or fourth bedtime story because we don't want to deal with the tantrum. Mm -hmm. So we make decisions on our time to avoid discomfort, or I don't ask my spouse to help out around the house because he's too tired and he'll get upset. And so I make the choice to spend time cleaning up because I don't want to face X, Y, Z. And so one of the big pieces of mindset work I do with parents is how can we figure out instead of moving away from what you don't want, let's move you toward what you do want And then when your schedule is filled with, and and when I say toward what you do want, I'm talking about quality, not quantity. So Mm -hmm. even if you have two things in your schedule, and they don't have to take a lot of time, but you know they're there, that Mm -hmm. can make you feel more energized, even if you're doing more.
0: Yeah. By yeah, the quality of an action Mm -hmm. is really connected to how you feel. And so like, yeah
1: if your schedule is filled with driving people around and mm-hmm. discipline and mm-hmm. um, making meals and just things that don't really fulfill you, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many of those activities you have on your schedule, you're going to feel drained. But mm-hmm. if you have more activities and some of them are actually energizing versus mm-hmm. draining, it, yeah. it's you could have more activities, but you actually have more energy.
0: Yeah. So like how my life is kind of structured at this point with my kids, I have one kid in school, another one that's going to start full time school next year. And so I have days that are like very client heavy where they have someone that picks them up from schools. And then the other three days a week, like I work in the morning and then I pick them up. And one of the things I recognized is that for a long time, I was making choices in this particular area based on a belief that like a good mom would. Um, pick our kids up, and the moment that she picks them up, she would be present and attuned, and like she wouldn't like try to get everything else done. But it was kind of difficult and un- impossible to do that because my other tasks still needed to be done. Now I was mindful that I didn't feel good if I did work during like parent hours, but if I didn't have time to grow grocery shopping or do the laundry, I also didn't feel good. And so there was this internal structure. And so one of the things, you know, that came up while you were talking is like I was avoiding the discomfort of the lies I was telling myself by not doing the things that needed to do. And so one of the things that I in the last several years have implemented is that I try to, and it fluctuates what day, but try to have one day that I'm mommy, but it's my really task heavy day. So it's just a day that I go into. I try to do it earlier in the week where I know that I have the mental and emotional energy to do it. And I just try to kind of get it all done so that those other two days can be what I want them to be. And that day can be what I want them to be because it allows me by being like, okay, a few weeks ago it was Tuesday because it was like, okay, Tuesday, I'm going to do all the laundry and I'm going to prep food for the week. And I'm not going to let my mind tell me that that's being an unad. Tuned parent, because it's not, because my kids need food and they need to not live in squalor.
1: Right. Absolutely. That's great. And the other thing that that does, this is another strategy that I love to teach busy, overwhelmed parents, mm-hmm. is this concept of sort of if we set a time for something mm-hmm. and we know it's going to happen, then it's not sitting there on our minds when we're with our kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So much of what happens is we want to be with our kids, but then we think, oh, I forgot to do this, and I forgot to do that, and I have to do that, and so we're not really present. But by creating those days for yourself, what you did was, mm-hmm. what I call the setting and forgetting. You mm-hmm. set a day or a time or block for it, and then you don't have to think about it because you know it's going to happen, say, Thursday is at 4 o'clock. And yeah. then that's a really powerful strategy that I use with parents who want to be more present but simply can't. It's just to set a set of time, know it's going to happen. I do this with my email too. I don't think about my, I only answer email twice a day. I don't think about it the rest of the day. It doesn't even invade my mind space because I know I'm going to answer it later. And it's so powerful for those of us who are busy and
0: overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Setting those um, mental and emotional limits actually yeah. creates space. And I think that's the the thing we keep coming back to is that it's easy to believe that You will divide your brain in half if you set limits and kind of structure, but it actually creates room. That division doesn't make it smaller. It makes it bigger and feel like you can be the parent or the person or the business owner that really you desire to be.
1: That's exactly right. And you can focus your energy on the things that matter to you rather than just the day-to-day drudgery. Yep.
0: Oh, so awesome. Okay. So I have kind of a wrap-up question I want to ask you at the end. But before we do that, I want to ask, so if people are hearing and they're like, oh, I need Rachel in my life, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure people are hearing that and saying, I need you in my life. Where can they come hang out with you? Where can they um, learn more about what you do and um, just the way that you can help them move from busy to kind of more on purpose in their parenting?
1: Yeah, so there are two places. One is my main website, which is rachel-bailey.com. And that's really where you find general information. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have a parenting academy, which is where I actually provide support for parents. And I provide trainings and live um, question and answer sessions. I even provide like scripts and phrases. And then I, that's also where I help parents conquer their busyness and their overwhelm. And that is Rachel Bailey parenting Academy. Dot com. And then I'm also on Facebook, Rachel Bailey Parenting and Instagram, Rachel Bailey Parenting as well.
0: And all of these things will be in the show notes. So if you're driving and you're like, ah, I don't know have anywhere to put this, go to the show notes. I've organized it for you. So you don't, you can just make a note to come back. Okay. So you can answer these questions for today or yesterday because it's kind of midday. So maybe you have some answers, but I kind of in encourage people to kind of have these mindful questions that they ask themselves every day. So I like to take people on that journey. So what have you learned today?
1: That uh, being present feels better than being scattered. Mm -hmm. I think I had a moment with my kids this morning where just being present, it just, it feels, it's hard to do, but it feels much better later on than being scattered.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Who did you actively love today?
1: Oh, my girls. They're really the only people that I've seen.
0: Awesome. And what made you laugh?
1: What made me laugh today? I'm not sure that I've laughed today. My husband is actually really funny, and I make it sound like, gosh, I have this perfect life. I don't have a perfect (laughs) life, but they do give me a lot. They also take a lot, but they give me a lot. So my husband makes me laugh all the time.
0: That doesn't sound like you're saying your life is perfect. It's saying (laughs) that you are noticing the good things about your life, which we have to train our brain to do because it's not natural to notice all the good things. Awesome. We have so loved having you here. For anyone listening, if you're like, oh, I want to talk more about this, I want to invite you to join my on purpose life and business Facebook community. We will be talking about all things related to feeling busy as parents and feeling overwhelmed and those mindset pieces that we talked about. We'll go deeper there. So definitely head on over. I would love to hang out with you more there. For anyone else, have a great day and I will talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening to The Everyday Mind. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot Of the episode you just listened to, head on over to Instagram stories and share there all about why you've been loving the Everyday Mind podcast. Tag me, Naphtali V. Roberts, and share so that more people can continue to grow their life of notice so they can build the life and business they always wanted. If you really love me, please head and leave a rating and review so that more people can continue to hear and get encouraged. And the tips and tricks to grow a life of notice and build that business on purpose. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you all soon.